So we shall stand on our feet. No recho tujakumira kumaguru gafe. To uh, open our Bibles. To be kule Bible is a fe. To the book of Ruth. Ah, muchitabo chalusi. Ah, chapter one, verse one. Sule soka no nyiroli soka. We read down from verse one. It says, and it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land and a certain man of uh, Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elmelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elmelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she, she was left, and had two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab, the name of the one was Opah, and the name of the other was Ruth, and they dwelt there about ten years. And Malon and Chilion died, also both of them, and the, and the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Yeah, and her husband. Uh, then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and had two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, how, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will, uh, surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will ye go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters. So go your way. For, I sh for if I sh should say, I have hope. If I should have a husband also tonight, and should also bear sons. Would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would ye stay for them from having, uh, from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again, and Opa kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her, and she said, Behold thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. 
And Ruth said, Entreat me not for to leave thee, all to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God shall be my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. You may take your seats. Now this is a very outstanding story. Uh, we had a service last Sunday where we shared uh, a big Sunday portion of this. And uh, we want to continue this morning. This story was a a prophecy to uh, the story between uh, Christ and his church. And it is a, a picture of how a true believer, uh, okay, it shows both the true believer and the lukewarm believer. So it covers all aspects of Christianity. So we can see ourselves or we can discover ourselves in this story. Brother Branham said Brother Branham yagamba, People take this story as just a love story A love affair He said but the entire Bible is And not only the Bible a love story but it's a book of prophecy. And not only is it a book of prophecy, but it is God in the printed form. Amen. So, uh, uh, we should always be able to see ourselves in the Bible. Amen. Amen. The children of God. The make believers. The unbelievers. We should always identify ourselves. Where we belong. And when we identify ourselves and we see where we belong, it gives us confidence. It makes us firm to know we are here. 
ndiwano in the eternal word of god mchigambo cha katonda ekitagwawo when we see our names in the bible petula ba manyaga fe mu bible and that is how we see our names in the bible era yeyengeri je tulaba mu amanyaga fe mu bible the bible will, will not write my name as gideon bible itejja kuandika linyali angenti gideon it will not write your name as lamb atejja kuandika linyali ngaboli but you are there in the bible na yate elinyalo mwe lirimu chibaible now the names of this family kakati amanya agaba ntubana bali mu family eno are very amazing amanya gano geunyisa nyo they have such amazing meaning eraga ina amakuru ageunyisa uh, i will give a quote here okunokola wano he said uh, Now this story starts out something on that manner as a lovable sweet woman kakati emboze netandika mungeri bweti kweliyo muchala omulunji her name was naomi ero muchalo nerinyalili aliitwa naomi naomi means pleasant naomi chitegeza okusanyuse kisanyuse was her husband era elumeleke yalibawe means worship eranga yerinyalili tegeza kusinza pleasant worship okusinza okusanyusa now their union makes pleasant worship kakati obufumbo bwabo bokubera kwa wawamu kutegeze kukola okusinza okusanyusa one is uh, pleasant the other is worship omulala musanyusa atomulala musanyusa okusinza okumwesanyusa family ye they had a son malon bainamu omutabani yali aitibwa malon that means secret and then Chilion, the other man weary you realize that they ended in that state pleasant worship ended in sickness nekumalira mundwadde and sickness is backsliding kati ateye ndwadde when a believer is uh, spiritually sick a omukiriza bwalwala mumoyo is and then they ended in weariness iraba maliriza mu gloomy mukunyikala and in sadness nemunako yechitalo That's why as we shall look at the story when finally Naomi decided to go back home. Ah ngabwe tunatunulira muumboze iyo Naomi bwe yatuka na asala wo kudayeka as they were come to her. Ah ngabwe bwe bali bamwaniriza calling her name Naomi. Ngabaita elinyale Naomi which means pleasant. Amakuru ga chonti musanyusa. She said call me not Naomi. Nabagamba temuddamu kumpita naume. Nada don't call me pleasant. Amakuru gacho temuddamu kumpita oyasosa. Mara. Mumpite mara which means bitterness. Echitegeza obukau. For the Lord has dealt bitterly with me. Kubanga katonda akolaganye nange mungeri enkau. Yeah, is it that now the story ending in sadness? Kakati awo embozi tegwerede mu naku. Someone who was pleased pleasant omuntu eyali asanyusa by definition by description okuita munyinyo nyola nechu cheyali and you end up in bitterness nena amaliriza ngali mubukau amen amen and that bitterness erobukau webutyo 
is a sad situation. So you see the names how they can uh, affect us. Or they can prophesy about us. Amen. Amen. So what caused this gloominess is when they decided to go out of the promised land because of the pressure that was upon them. We must resist pressure. We must overcome pressure. Christians think that everything will come easy. And if God wishes, I will overcome. God wishes, I will be there. God wishes, my daughter will be saved. My family will be served. That is wonderful. But if you just sit back and you expect things to happen without you doing something about it, it never works that way. Our song says, Sure, I must fight. If I would reign, increase my courage, Lord. In the Bible says, He that overcometh, will I make? That means you have fought resistance. You have fought your way through obstacles. You have tensions and trials and challenges. Until now you deserve a reward. As an overcomer. And the Bible says. Be glad, rejoice. For the marriage of the Lamb is come. And she has made herself ready. She makes herself ready. Amen. Amen. And then Brother Brown said, I like that. She has made herself then he said, Nagamba. Many people say, Bagamba, If the Lord would take this habit from me, If you can take this smoking, this drinking, this lust, this, this temper, this, this problem from me, Then I will serve him with all my life. He said, it's upon you. You can get, it out, get out of it. He said, God, Will not push you through a pipe. 
Katonda tajia kuteka mupaipo akusini kilisi. And pull you from the other end. Kati agendate rijeko maata kusikeyo buwati. And then he calls you an overcomer. Kati akugame nti eo wangu de. There's nothing you have overcome. Aotoina na cho wangu de. Amen. Amen. So that makes us know. We cannot just sit back and say if God wishes. He will give me the Holy Ghost. If he wishes, he will save my family. Or you must fight. Brother Bram talks of a brother who said, going to Paul to fight the devil with every weapon that is that I can get. If I lose every weapon. I'm going to bite him. If I lose all my teeth. I'm going to gum him. That is how to do it. And I remember one man of God in the history of the church who realized he has a problem in his life that he could not overcome for a long time. And that was temper. And now one time plowing with his uh, uh, camel with his uh, donkey. And then it was uh, stepping on the plants, the crops. So he got so angry. He got it and beat its tail. And the only way an animal knows how to defend itself, it will not tell you, it will not speak to you, it will just see Fight so he, he so he fell down and he looked at it, it looked at him. And he realized it is it is his problem. As a Christian, he ought not to have such a temper. He said, My donkey Alec, forgive me. I will not do this again. If a man could repent to an animal, you can surely repent to your wife if you are the one who has offended her. And then he turned and looked at him and it seems to tell him unless you get a better religion than what you, than what you are having now you will do it again so that was the last message summon Kakati, ever got. Eh, and enough was enough he said God you have to fill me with the Holy Ghost. This problem must be, must end here. I'm going to stay here in prayer. I will not live until you fill me with the Holy Spirit. 
If you take long, Lord, I will die here. When you come to take your church, you'll find a heap of my bones on this place. And as you pray, pray with such a desperation, it, it didn't take my time. God filled him with the Holy Spirit. So these people, this family, there is a reason why they left the promised land. There was pressure on the land. But all the same, they were not justified leaving the promised land. Amen. It's like today. There is pressure upon the people. There is pressure upon the church. There is a lot of temptations. A lot of had conditions. But we are not justified to backslide. Because a Jew living Palestine, living Canaan, is a sign of backsliding. God gave them that land. They must stay there. It is the place where God meets them. It is the place where get, they get experiences with God. So it's a type of the Holy Spirit for us. And the Holy Spirit keeps us in the word. Whatever can make you step out of the word. You have stepped out of Canaan. You have stepped out of the promised land. And it will never well. It's never well with you. As it was never well with them. Every time the children of Abraham left Canaan. It's never well with them. Until they return. So this is the family. Because of famine. They backslid. They left Canaan. Praise God. And uh, uh, you see, where did they go? When they left Canaan, they went to Moab. And what is Moab? Last Sunday we saw it. I will repeat. Uh, I go. I will repeat it again. Sunday Moab. Moab is a very corrupt area. It is a country that started in a very uh, perverted way. You know, Moab came from uh, Lot. Moabu Yavamuruti. When Lot survived the fires of Sodom, Luti Bayawono Murido Gwesodoma. He fled to that side. 
And the, he had these two daughters that we are perverted with the civilization of that time of Sodom. So when they reached there, they planned. Our father has no sons. If he dies now, his name will perish. Let us get seed for him. And the way to do it was to make him to drink. Became drunkard. You know their mother had become a pillar of salt. So this family of three, the father and the two daughters. The daughters made such a plan. drink. And when one went to him, got, got seed from him, another went to him, she also got seed from him, and one produced a son, called his name Edom, another produced a son, called his name Mob. And then that is how that nation Moab came into existence. Compare now Canaan. A land God gave Abraham. A land that flows with milk and honey. And a land of supernatural experiences. You know. There is something uh, amazing about that land. I have desired to make a trip there and I believe one of these days I will just go there to tour that place. Imagine a land where you know now that place that mountain there is where God called Abraham to take his son Isaac. And before he could slay him God told him, behold, a lamb is there. So you see that place there? Do you see that shrub there? That is where the lamb was tied. Was holding. Can you imagine a land of supernatural Bible experiences. And you see that place there? That is Bethlehem. And that is the place where Jacob, when he laid his head down, weary. And use a stone for a pillow. That's where he saw the, uh, the vision of a ladder that stretched from heaven. And angels were climbing up and down. That is a place. Imagine such a a Bible land. And now you, you fall from that. 
You fall from that. You backslide to Moab. And maybe the, where are the stories of Moab? Uh, where are the stories of Moab? What are the stories of Moab? Lot lived there. And probably it is there. Where his daughter made them, him drunk. And evil took, evil took place there. So falling from Canaan. To the to Moab. Paka Is a type of a believer. Falling. From worship, from the word, from the holy things of God, from the experience, supernatural experiences, the bottom of the Holy Spirit, testimony of angels, the fire, healings joy peace and then you go to a nightclub you go to you fall to a bar you fall you go into politics what a, what a great fall so that's how it was no wonder things didn't go well with this believer. Praise God. If you are a child of God. If you are an elect of God. You can never succeed outside the word of God. If someone leaves church well, let me say if someone leaves this precious message and he goes out there he may even join some denomination he may even pretend they say you are not the only church. So he goes and joins a denomination somewhere. Which is worldly anyway. Because denominations are, you know, denominations are worldly. It is just a, it's just a covering. There is, let me tell you. There is nothing outside of this message in this age. If you leave the message and you remain pretending and trying to, 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 to do some good service to your conscience. By telling it you are okay. Because God is everywhere. Uh, God is not everywhere. 
Katonda taliwona. He's not in a bottle. He's not in a bottle of alcohol. Era katonda muchupa yomwenge talimu. So some people say God is everywhere. I can serve him anywhere. You can't. Now you know this. There is nothing outside of this message. God cannot send this message. And you say if Elijah the prophet will not come and turn the hearts of the children to the fathers, I'll come and smite the whole thing with a curse. It will not come. Amen. Amen. I don't know and you also think outside of the message of Elijah there is something which is good you see as far as the Bible is concerned people only lead it with uh, closed eyes, blind eyes, they don't see. But if you saw it right, the way it says, it means outside of Elijah's ministry in these last days, the whole thing is to be smote with a curse. Amen. Amen. God respects nothing else outside of the ministry of Elijah. Malachi 4 5, Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. In other words, the only uh, the only hope for the world. In the whole of this world, the only thing where there is hope, security, is Elijah's message. So if you leave it, out there there is nothing. Nothing, nothing. The closest, what would be closest to salvation is Pentecostal. But look at Pentecostal today. If there is something that is rotten to the core, is Pentecostal. It is worse, it is worse than witchcraft. You can think that is a, an exaggeration. But I will explain. You see, recently, uh, I'm speaking it to, the, to, the, to, to, to those that have met for the first time after so long. Recently, uh, 
I was uh, I went up that mountain. I had visitors. There is a mountain up there. And I and I took the visitors, believers, to see that mountain. When I reached that mountain, there is a place one time I had gone there. And I was looking for, you know, privacy. I like praying in bushes. So I discovered an area that was well cleared. With a purpose like people wanting also privacy there. But I looked there, I looked around. I moved away. But I realized either it is Balokole or which witches who, who use this place. So when I took my visitors there, I said, let us I, follow me, I show you a certain place there. I took them there. And then what do we see? We saw a man and a woman there like praying on their knees. But though they were praying, you could feel their basamize. They are wizards. So we looked at them, we turned away. So as we turned away, they came following us. We said, hey, well, they greeted us. So, any problem? Do you want uh, uh, an assistance? We told them, we are just scouting around. And then we asked them, and you? They said, and they said, we are on the altar. Uh, we are praying to the God of our fathers and the, the gods of nature. What is that now? Are you praying for ghosts? To, they, to ghosts? They, said, they said yes, exactly. Then I interviewed them a lot. How did you come here? Why here? They said we were sent here by the judges. judges? They told me their names. Are you the only people who you are in a, you are a group? Say, our judges send different ones here. Someone can be in Mitiana or wherever. And the judge tells him to come here. And many come. So maybe they had thought that we had also been sent like that. So we asked them many questions. And they were answering us. 
I finally preached one of them the gospel after that because I told them. We asked, do you believe there is a God that uh, is above those judges? Wouldn't have they believe there is a God that is above. The creator of the heavens and the And now I was telling them, why then? Do you worship the judges when there is the Almighty God? He said, they are also like Him in the same. You know, it's only higher than them, same operation. I told them, let me tell you, it is not the same. You know those judges you are worshipping are hypocrites and they are liars. They are deceivers. But the truth of the matter is, those are angels that fell down with Lucifer. They were angels. And they became devils. Now they are deceiving to you. But they can give you peace. And when I taught that, really there was a lot of silence and, you know, self considerations. But in my interviews, I asked them. Do your judges have standards, rules, and conditions? Principles. Or you can live any kind of life, you do anything, and it's okay with you. They said, oh, there are rules here. They told me, for instance, I, told, I asked them, like what? They were hesitant. I told them, uh -huh, let me ask you. Do they allow you to eat pork? I don't know. Okay. Okay. Do they allow you to eat fish? They don't. I had a clue. That's why I was asking such questions. Because they are the choice of Ankore and then here. And you know, they have similar characteristics. And it's the same thing. It's the same, it's the same operation. And I asked them, do they allow you to commit adultery? They said, no, if that is a taboo. And if it happened that uh, you, you fell in that, that, you cannot come here before you are cleansed. You will be slain. They say because no one cannot uh, live, can live without committing uh, adultery. But before you come here, you get cleansed. And how do you get cleansing? They said, you wash, you know, herbs. Do they allow you to drink? That's what they allow. Do they allow you to send blood? That one they cannot tolerate. So those demons have deceived them. Even with some principles of holiness. Thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not commit adultery. You see, the devil is a religious. 
He operates as a religious spirit. Kakati sitani na ya aine akola ngomo yokumuna dini. The lady told us. Omuchalo yonatugamba. But they don't refuse us to go to our religions. Na ya tetejitugana kugenda mudini safi. He said, like now, I have my sapuli, my rosary here. On Sunday, I go to Ekerezia. And after that, I come here. And they agree with that. And I knew why. You believers, you know why. The same devil in Ekerezia is the same devil on those mountains. Now, you look, even what some say have principles. Uh, even the witch doctors. Uh -huh, I ask them. Do they allow a certain, uh, do they restrict you to a certain dress code? The man said, you see now I'm wearing a kansu. When I, when time comes for me to live here, I will remove it. But if I came here without it, they will punish me. I would be naked before them. Uh -uh. To them, if I come here with, if I remove the kansu here, before them, I would be naked. I cannot remain in a trouser only. There are naked before the, 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 those gods. Huh? Mm. Uh, if the demons, the witch doctors, they also deceived their people that they have a dress code. But recently, recently, we went for the introduction ceremony in Western Uganda. Playing music. And uh, they were playing music. Gospel music. And we are told them to play gospel music. And Master of Ceremony announced that there is somebody who wants to give a special song. Gospel. Uh, the gospel singer. And he was, singing, he was given an opportunity who can refuse a gospel singing. I realized that man who was operating in the music system, he was undressing himself. He was putting on a jacket and he had no shirt inside and he put it off and remained with a tight trouser. It was like uh, it was so tight and the, and the pants were on the outside. And I said, ah, this boy without money is an addressing before people. What's wrong? I thought that he was changing clothes. That there is a uniform which he wears so that And not knowing that he wants to come and sing and dance when he's naked. 
So I saw him coming out, abuka abuka, jumping around, kuchituti, and he comes on a pulpit, and he gets the kuyimba, to start singing. There were two MCs. One was on our side, and the other one we found him there. The one for our side asked him, uh, hey. got shocked and said, hey, what is this? Sir, it's wrong to come before people when you're naked. Go back and dress. The boy went back and got his jacket and he put it on. But he, oh, he left it when it's open. Like. But he had put nothing inside. It was just a body. And he started to break and he danced the foolish dances and even the elders they came out and they gave that man money. Brother, the brother, the owner of the home, is a God-fearing man and fellowship with him. He was unsettled and he stood up to stop this gentleman. And I told them to leave him alone. Leave him. Because I knew that and they left him and, and people who gave him money they gave him money and he finished your gospel that is gospel singing that is Jesus I sat down and I said if we are to in this age if we are to get that such religion African traditional religions. Those who over we who would have remained there in those traditional religions. And, and to turn into a Catholic or an Anglican. All a Pentecost of that type. Which one is better? Because in Africa, yeah. There is a dress code a woman cannot put on. And it is impossible. It is an abomination for a woman to dress and expose her body. But if it happens that that which they call Christianity and that which we know that it's not Christianity it looks like that. You worship Satan direct than to worship him when he's hiding himself. He's praying in the name of, Jesus, of Christianity. And that is not Christianity. Then I realized later on the reason why that young man undressed because the song he was going to sing it was sung by a prominent pastor here in Kampala when he has undressed himself and that pastor is in Nansana when he was naked that's how he sang when he was naked so also this one to imitate him properly he had to put off his shirt 
In this generation, religion denominations, the thing called religion denomination, which to say. That's why it has come to. That's why God looks at it. I've taken long preaching on Kabozi. The diagnosis of the of the age. That someone I call the, the diagnosis of the age. God gets this generation and puts it on the basis. This age of Christianity. From Catholicism to Pentecostalism. And God weighs them. And he says, you say that I'm rich. And I have so many riches. And I lack nothing. But you don't know that you're poor. You are wretched and miserable. You are poor, wretched, miserable, naked, blind. You, but you don't know. Now, if you meet someone who is poor, Wretched, miserable, naked, blind, but he doesn't know. What have you met? You have met an insane person. An insanity of the very, oh, that is in a very critical situation. In other words, the thing called the religion of this age. It is insane. Amen. Amen. In that situation. God says. I will send you Elijah. The only hope for the age. Is Elijah's ministry. There are my children scattered here and there. When they hear his voice. They will get it. And he will turn their hearts. To their original father. Without that, the whole thing I will smite with a curse. So, friends, the only hope, the only light today is in this message of the hour. If you leave this truth, meander out there because of whatever challenges you have met here in the message I leave. It is you falling from the promised land to Moab, a place of perversion. But Moab as is, as it was born, as it was founded, still it's a religious nation. Moab is a type of a denomination. There is one brother in Barari who was telling me, 
Waluo ejifumba sinka na abantu ba mzikizestazimu neba 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 funye chigambo. There is a place where people come from now, different denominations and nations. Waluo omusumba owe tutumweyo amanyikidwa. So he was teaching. Katia aliya igiriza. And he said Balam was a musamize. Ah, uh, eranga gamanti Balamu he was a wizard. He was a witch. Uh, mm. A wizard. Mm. So uh, and now when it came to there was a moment of questions and answers thereafter. Reactions. So this brother said Balaam was not a wizard. Balaam 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 was a, a prophet. And he was operating by the spirit of God. The bishops looked confused. Bishop, said, no, it's not possible. So this brother said, which Musamise says, before I make my decision, let me consult God Almighty. And God speaks to him. And when he moves, God sends his angel to emphasize to him don't do anything than what I will tell you. And this man goes there and whatever he did he was Seeking the spirit of God to come on him. And when the spirit of God came on him. He prophesied. In the name of the Lord. Which prophecies. Were true. And are still alive. Getting fulfilled up to now. Is that a musamize? Is that a. Ogonomfumu. No, that was a preacher. That was a prophet. But a type of a prophet of in a denomination. He calls on the same God that Moses calls on. The spirit that is using Moses is using him. Same Holy Spirit. Do you believe it was the same Holy Spirit? The same Holy Spirit that came on Moses to prophesy is the same Spirit that came upon Balaam to prophesy. What the Bible connames Bible is the spirit that was in Balaam, the seed that was in Balaam, teaching Balak how to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to set them to eat full sacrifice to idols. Amen. 
and teaching him to lay a snare for them to commit adultery. So that seed, that teaching is what the Bible condemns. But not the prophet of Balaam. The prophet of Balaam was from God. But the teaching he taught them, the Moabites, how to lay a snare, a stumbling block to the children of Israel to cause them to sin that God would cast them. Now look at that group born in a perversion they were born in perversion their nation has those roots they are religious they worship the way Israel worships they are fundamentally right as far as fundamentals are concerned they were as good as Israel. The way they sacrificed was the way Israel sacrificed. Amen. Amen. But one has the right spirit. Another one has the wrong seed, the wrong spirit. They were, they were denominational brothers. So today, it is typed with uh, the true elect of God of the age and the denominational groups. Say our Pentecostal brothers. They also worship God the way we worship Him. In the same God. The Spirit of God comes on them. They speak in tongues. They prophesy. They heal the sick. They have testimonies. They can say, God spoke to me. God told me. And some of their prophecies are true, meaning they're inspired by God. But the teaching they have, it is a teaching of error. It leads to error. If you lead it, if you, if you follow it, you end in a curse. You end in spiritual fornication. You end in idolatry. You see what was, do you, do you see how the Bible, uh, you know, how it patterns very well? The pattern is uh, consistent. As it was that time in the physical is, is exactly the same spiritual that is more 
This is now Canaan. Kati ono Kanani. The children of Israel. Wanaba Israeli. They are called out, separated. There is a separated family of God. They are different. They have their cousins over there. Also religious. They have Abogana their bishops. They have their prophets. And they also receive the spirit. The spirit e also goes there. But one is of God. One is of the devil. So is it today? Praise God. So. You cannot say. God is everywhere. No, in this age, in every age, God has his people. He has his message. He has the truth. And he has his method of work. And in this age, God has sent a message which reveals the entire Bible and gives it to us to follow it with all our hearts, with all our honest and sincerity is life. Falling from it is death. Whatever will pressurize you, stay in the message. Stay in the word. This is the only place of refuge. This is the only running place. Now this family, as some families fall from the word of God and they go to they can go directly into sin and drinking or sorcery. But also some fall and go to denominations. It's all typed with this family what they did. Now things never went well with them. As I've said a true believer. Things will never be well with you. In that I have a, an example I want to give. Recently. There is a, a certain girl that I met around here. That this girl had lived a stubborn life. She's a daughter of believers. You know, this can help some of you out there. You know, when you were born, we dedicated you to God. We claimed your soul. You, we call upon the blood of Jesus to protect you. And pray uh, if the Lord tarries, you come to the edge of accountability. You will take decision for God. So we committed in the hands of God. And your parents are always praying for you and claiming you. So this, this girl here, born by believers, her father is a preacher, but she grew up doing every stubborn perversion 
evil things that you can ever think of. Sometimes I met her and I prayed to her. And I realized she was rigid. But as this time she came, she's the one who asked to meet me. And she narrated all that she has gone through. There was an evident, an evident cast that is following her. You don't have to be a prophet to see it. Everything, every decision she tried to make, it failed. Every decision. Until finally, she came to herself. She said, I've been stubborn to my parents. And my mother one time mentioned this about against me. Because of my conduct. And my dad was never happy with me. I've lived stubborn and defiant. And now I realize. I'm not going anywhere. Everything I try to do, it fails in a very drastic, strange manner. She now, I preach to her from the Bible and told her her only hope is to make a decision. To serve Christ with all her heart. Actually, I remember referring to this story of, uh, of Ruth. How Ruth make a very, a very hard decision. She decided. And uh, accepted Christ. So I was with another preacher there. So he started one. Maybe there is something more than that. Maybe there's something about the family. I felt very, very plainly and very clearly that this girl, what has been an obstacle in her life, this girl is an elect. Her parents are claiming her. You see, sometimes children can go astray. And people who start condemning the parents, that maybe it's the parents who are not good, maybe it's a curse of the parents that is that has made the children to stray. They condemn the parents. No. Many times it's different. It may have nothing to do with the parents. The parents may be very godly people who are standing well with God. But also the devil knows how, where to hit. In the lives of the parents to to finish them. He knows if he can hit the children. 
He will affect the, the parents. Even some of those children have gone so astray and they do very unthinkable things. Children are preachers. Even children are pastors. And not because the pastor did something wrong that is being a uh, you know, rebuked by God. No. It is the enemy. The same fellow of Egypt. Who said, okay, you can, Moses, you can take the older ones, the old ones, but let me remain with the children. How do you accept such kind of a freedom? Is that freedom? Go free. Go to heaven. Go saved. Serve God. But our children. Let them serve me here. Is that deliverance? Is that freedom? Moses said, no. We are not leaving our children. We are not leaving even a hoof. When we go to serve God, we are going all. We are going with our families. I want to encourage you, parents. There is a scripture in the book of Isaiah. It says they shall be there. On the holy mount of God with their offspring. You have a right to claim your children. Don't leave don't them in the house of bondage. You can get on your knees and fight a good fight of faith. Until they are all in. Leave this in slothfulness. And carelessness that say, if God wishes, they will get saved. God is God already wishes. He's not willing that any should perish. I can see Rahab going for her mother. Please, mother. Come here. 
Death is, death is moving here. It's hanging over this city. Stay here. Pulling her brother's sisters. Here. You can do it in prayer claiming them. So I told this, uh, I told those that were around about this girl. This you girl, God loves you. And that's what I meant. And you are an elect. Your dad and mom are there. Claiming you. Praying for you day and night. That's why God cannot allow you to succeed in Moab. Cannot allow to succeed in the world. You are wasting your time and your life there. That's why God has been blocking everything that you call opportunity. Until now. That you, can, you have surrendered your heart. The girl surrendered her heart to Christ. And the second time I met her. She's one of those old fashioned conversions. That are so sweet. Full of joy in her heart. For Jesus setting her free. You could see her continence changed. Oh, our God is so wonderful. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, well, I've, I've meandered a lot from my subject, but I believe God wanted me to go like that. Let me try to to, 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 to wind up. Now, you know the story, most of you. Just reminding you. Then, uh, you know, when the mother-in-law, as we have read in the Bible, called them and said, I'm going. I'm going back. I'm going back home. I cannot stay here long. I cannot continue staying here. God is not happy with me staying outside the promised land. Oh, I like that. God is not happy with me staying outside the given promised land. I'm going home. Now that is like a prodigal returning. Amen. Amen. Last night, somewhere in the middle of the night, I opened my Bible to read. This last, this night, this previous night. And I was reading the, about the story of the prodigal son. When I could the winter, when uh, 
When I opened the Bible, that's where I landed. And not knowing that uh, when I'm preaching, that story may come back and connect with this story. She said, I'm going back. Now, the story of the prodigal son. How gracious our God is. This was a young son of this man. He had wealth. He had two children. The young one said, let me receive my portion. Now, he praised, he claimed, and he was given. And was, he was given his portion. He went. He spent it in riotous living. Until there was famine everywhere. And he had spent everything with harlots, the drinking in one of those Moab countries. We said, when you fall from the message, where you have gone out there is Moab. It's it's a world of perversions. Are we together? It's a world of perversions. What is sin? Sin is righteousness perverted. So, whatever is done there is a perversion of the good thing. What is adultery? It's a lawful act. Perverted. What is a lie? Is that tr the truth perverted? Every sin is the right thing, but now perverted. What is Moab? Moab It's a girls perverting, you know, they produce children out of perversion. And that's a nation now perverted, a perverted nation. When you fall from God's word, you fall into perversion. You are in the perverted religion. You are in perverted acts out there. The fears of the world. So where did this prodigal son go? When family hit the place, he went to a rich man who was a race of hogs. He found himself, he found himself apparent in him. Perversion. And he started feeding from the husks that would be given to the hogs until he came to himself. He said, what am I doing here? Even if it means now being a, a, a servant, 
My father takes care of, her, of his servants better than here. Here I'm eating with hogs. Ah, that is how God looks at backsliding. Every backslider, you see where God looks, sees you. He sees you in Sodom. I mean, he sees you in Moab. He sees you eating with hogs. Why don't you? I, why don't I go back? What sit there and say, my father? I'm not worthy to be restored as a son. But just a servant. But I better be a, a servant here than a servant there. Oh, when he came like that, the father seeing him afar off, the Bible says he ran and embraced him. He was very excited. He restored him. He did him good things. My son who was lost is now found. So when I read that scripture, it really touched me so much. You mean our heavenly father. This is the kind of attitude he has about his children even when they are fallen when they come back this is the kind of attitude he has about them we have a wonderful father now Naomi is there I have to go home no matter what it means whether suffering I better suffer home whether death I would better die home. So these daughters-in-law he calls them to say to them goodbye. Then one of them they both first of all claim they will go with him. And then finally when he showed them that that journey was tough that their decision if they decide to go with him will not be a, a flowery bed of roses one of them decided to go back to, 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 to return to go back to uh, Moab but Ruth Listen to what the prophet says about Opa's decision. He says, Opa, a type of a lukewarm church. Here, church means believer or individual. You know, that one started, a type of the church won't go all the way. She said, that sounds pretty good. She keeps she kiss her mother-in-law and return back again. That's the type of a lukewarm believer. Who will leave Jesus? Who, who will believe Jesus to be the Christ? Then turn around and go back into the things she came out of. 
to the man that will take that will take the way with the Lord is despise you and then turn around and go back like a dog to its vomit and a hog to its wallow as the Bible says. Now she returned back to her gods. Many times we return back to the gods of our beginning. Maybe we got eyes of lust after the wrong thing. We will turn back to the to lusting again. Maybe we got idols of drinking. Idols of smoking. Idols of lying. Idols of stealing. All kinds of idols. Then we profess to be baptized. And then we turn again. What a a sad thing. Remember it never spoke her name no more. She was excommunicated because of her decision. When you look at the Bible. The name Opa. Opa. Being mentioned positive or negative ends there. You can even find Balaam in the in the New Testament. You can find him in the book Balaam of Revelation. You can even find Cain mentioned in the episodes. But you'll never find, you get your Bible search and search Opa. You don't find her mentioned Anywhere. Past that point. That, what does that mean? Her name was removed. From the book of life. She was forgotten. That was the end of her. Amen. Amen. But what about Ruth? Ruth made a tough decision. When she was told by the mother-in-law, go back also. You say I'm old. According to the law of inheritance, you can only marry my kinsmen. The kinsmen to the day to your late husband. And now, even if a miracle happened, as I am, I get a child, a, a, a pregnancy tonight. And I produce by, by chance I produce a son. That son would be the right one now to, to inherit. But can you wait until he grows old? So there is, it's impossible. There is no possibility of uh, a good future in me. You better go back. 
How different it is with the gospel of today. I've come to Christ and, and prosper. And things will be okay with you. No, Christianity is not just a bed of roses. Brother when you believe Jesus Christ, that's when troubles begin. Because now you are put on a uniform. And now every gun of the adversary is pointing at you. You will be persecuted in school. You will be persecuted at home. You will be persecuted by your neighbors. But you will be persecuted everywhere by your boss. Why? Now you are in a uniform. A military uniform. uniform of the kingdom of God. You are marked now. You will have so many trials and so many troubles. But the good thing is those troubles are not coming from our heavenly father. It is not the kingdom of God that is against you. It is the kingdom of the adversary. But God will see you through them all. Many other afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of them. You will be persecuted but not forsaken. You will be cast down but not destroyed. Because he will never leave you. He will never forsake. Although you are resisted and fought. But greater is he that is with you and in you than the one that is against you. Then cheer my brother. Cheer my sister. She made her decision not looking for good things. Not looking for popularity. Not looking for a soft life. That was well laid before her. And we walk together. You will not get married. Are you ready for that? To go on that journey where there is no marriage. You are still a young girl. Will you be there without a husband? It is impossible. Because me and the one who would marry you would come it's supposed to come from me. And me, I'm old. I cannot. But if I produce a miracle, you cannot wait for that to grow up. That means when you follow me, it's only misery. And Ruth said, Mother, 
Marriage is just a simple issue. Eating, feeding and sleeping, that is a minor issue. I shall follow you. What you shall eat, that's what I'll eat. Solo you shall go through it's what I'll go through. Where you shall sleep, that's where I shall sleep. What I'll kill you, let it kill me. Where thou shall be buried, that's where I'll be buried. Your people will be my people. Let your cross be my cross. Your persecutions will be my persecutions. Your God will be my God. That's what you wanted all. This mother-in-law, though these people were backsliders, but they could testify about their God. And they would say, we are descendants of Abraham. Abraham, the friend of God. And God did good things to him. In the whole of this nation, God calls him his friend. And he told him, I'm your inheritance, I'm your portion. Those who bless you will give you eternal life. I'm your great portion, I'm your inheritance. And God appeared to his father. And one time we came walking with the two angels to Abraham's home. And God communicated with our grandfather. And our father Abraham prepared for God. And they sat on the same dining and they fed it. That is the family where we descended. Family, family. It is a supernatural family. Family, family of miracles. Family of miracles. And our grandfather. God was with him. And our father Abraham God could appear to them and blessed him and met him and wrestled with God. And our God, our father and overturned him. God changed his name and made him Israel and made him a priest. That is our father. Our God. The God who performs miracles. And he gave us promises. Which he cannot alter. When this woman had her testimonies. She said if that God can be my God. Even if I sleep hungry. But worshiping such a God. Even if I die. I died in such a God like that. Even if I don't get married. But I have such a God. Even if I don't produce. But having a God like that. 
Let me tell you. That is the thing which causes somebody to cling on the cross. Brings somebody to get cling on the word of God. That is a vision. It's a vision. And the Bible says that when Jesus power saw things prepared for him, the shame and the, the pain he went through on the cross, he never considered, despised them. Let me read one quote and I conclude. I'll pick it from there next Sunday. God but oh, I how I like that little Ruth. She had to make a decision. I had to make a decision. You've got to make a decision. You will never walk out of these doors this morning without some kind of a decision. You will not leave this room today either being a better Man or a woman, or a worse man or a woman. To reject it, you'll be worse. It will be harder the next time. For you to get it. For you to get to it. All you'll be, you'll go out better. You, you believers, believe, you understand what this means. Every time you hear the truth and you reject it, a certain lock turns. That's why I said. It will be harder the next time for you to get it. Every time you hear the truth, that's why there are people where their hearts are so hard. They are not hard. They are no longer pricked by the word. They are used to the word. Some say we've heard those words since childhood. Brother Lam, and Brother Lam, I'm happy for you. You too. And even on Sunday, I spoke when I was announcing you to bring up a child in the word of God. And she established in the message. You are in police. And she's here in Kampala. You are in Jinja and she's in Kampala here. She has a right to take any other where she wants. She has grown up. But she says, neither. I must cling. I must follow the God of my father and my mom. Some people, their hearts are hardened. They said the issues of message. You have had them since childhood. So now the message is preaching about Ruth and I don't know how many times I've heard that message. We've heard those things. Those quotes is reading of heart. 
you have had but, but how much effect have has it done in your life don't you feel ashamed of yourself that you have heard God speak since you were born and he has never moved you. He has never changed you. That's a bad symptom. You ought to be crying for yourself. A man who lived so close to God and was so used to God and that I can remember his Cain. The son of the serpent. That God could Cain, what have you done? Where is your brother? Am I my brother's keeper? No conviction, no conscience. So we have to have a government in the Nabimanira. Those are the people who say, Ah, in other words, Naguba. I'm a Kuruga, Chichavategeza, me. I'm used to that. I'm hard hardened. Oh, Kukubachitegeza, I'm locked out of the kingdom of God. That means in these last days, we're ending up with two sets of people on earth, only two. Those that are that have the seal of God and those that have the seal of apostasy. Two. Some are locked in the kingdom of God. Some are locked out. And the sign of uh, someone that is locked out is how much their hearts are hard toward the gospel. That no matter how hard it spreads, it never moves them. It never convicts them. That is a sign. The Bible says they're like seared with a hot iron. God, it's like they have been burnt. Their conscience has been. And the sensitivity is gone. And Brother Branham says there are billions and billions of people on earth like that today. They have, they have already crossed the line of mercy. They rejected God for the last time. We have them in the government. Everywhere. They can steal. They can murder. They can do any evil thing. And you can never know. Because after they have done the, the holy breast evil. They remain speaking as if nothing has taken place. The problem is the conscience. Dead. Brother Bram said they are an an atomic bomb folder. Brother Branham, 
They are just on earth, no good, waiting for burning. Their problem to the kingdom, their problem to the governments, they are just illegitimate and reprobates. Just proud. Waiting for the burning of God. That's why sometimes when I'm preaching, God helps me to preach with boldness. And may the Lord give us more boldness to tell the people of this world. Some are moving around proud with the government, political power. They think they are, they are untouchable. Some of them are thieves and murderers and every evil thing on this, you know. But we have a message to tell them that the day is coming. It will burn like an oven. The Bible says the proud. Bible will be completely consumed and there will be ashes under the feet of the righteous. They should fear God. Man should fear God. Look at a little, you know, a little virus just released recently. And the whole nation, the whole world puts it at on a standstill. And the leaders of the world and the whatever. And their big bombs and their big weapons. They are in their hangers. But they are telling us just wash hands. And to use these things. Where is the science? Where is the technology? Science It is all useless. Wash hands. Is it is it Blair? Prime Minister wa no Johnson Blair Yulia Vako. Yeah, the other time I saw Johnson. speech about him Nagamba. I saw Trump giving a speech about Johnson. We pray for him. And he was saying, This thing is very dangerous. Especially when it reaches that level. But as were getting him out, they parade that intensive care. Taking him out of intensive care. And they were clapping. They are useless in the presence of death. The most powerful people are, are helpless. In the presence of death. That's where we are. God is so powerful. We need to fear him. He can just turn the the situation here, you can just turn it around just in a moment. And the Bible tells us that everything that is moved is going to be moved. But only us who have received a kingdom, they can never be moved.
Praise God. Do you know believer? You are the only people who have something that can never be moved. Amen. Amen. Brother Branham said in the message that only coming storms. Brother Branham, we Storms are coming. They are going to shake every man and every woman. He said, but the only thing that can fight a storm like that is another stronger storm. And he said, the only storm I know is the storm that came, the wind that came on the door of Pentecost. That is the only one. It is the only thing that cannot be challenged. Praise God. That is the solid rock where we are standing. Because all these things are failing. They are all coming to an end. Leaders are confused. They don't know what to do. Those who watch the leader of Italy, the president of Italy, when he came to, Italy. to speak on TV and he just broke down and cried. They have to do that. What can they do? They are helpless. It's like Pharaoh when he saw his army is drawn in the Red Sea. And they are covered. Gone. He had his put to, 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 to carry his hands on the head and, and go home defeated. That's where we are. Amen. Amen. But blessed be. The choice that you and I made to give our hearts to Jesus Christ. To give our choice to Jesus. Oh, happy day that fixed my choice. On thee, my Savior and my God. Look at this little Ruth. When she's made her decision. I'll follow you. And uh, you know that when she did that, you know how the story ended. She ended up serving oh let me just see, you know, just see, close with this. Because, uh, you know, there, you know, as she followed her she reached there and she had, uh, you know, she was a very active woman. Uh, they noticed life was hard for her. And it's hard after you become a Christian. Because you've got to adjust yourself from one life of gaiety and pleasures of the world to another life. 
consecration to God. You go to adjust yourself over into this side. Adjust yourself. And Ruth had to adjust herself from being in a land where plenty to eat. And everything, res and everything respected to a people that was laughing, making fun of her. Into land she gleaned in the field to what she ate. Put it in her scarf and take it home. And beat it out and make some bread. And her and her mother-in-law eat it. Amen. Amen. Now, the, and that's what the church has to do. The church, after making a decision, you have to serve. Serve God according to his diagram. To his blueprint, you must serve God. Ruth making a decision. Ruth serving under her decision. There are four stages. Ruth deciding. Ruth is serving. Ruth uh, resting. Amen. Amen. And Ruth redeemed. Praise God. Amen. That's the three stages of a believer. Ruth serving under her decision. When I decided to follow Jesus, I've never looked behind. And I'm serving under that decision. And I know there is a reward. Ruth deciding, Ruth serving under her decision, Ruth resting and Ruth rewarded. Finally, she was, she got her kinsman redeemer who took, who took her Boaz and through Ruth Amen Amen She's one of the grandmothers of our Lord Jesus Christ. As a sign that when you believe, the decision may look very difficult to make. The service may be hard. But finally, there is a resting and there is a reward. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When I was preaching that last Sunday here, I dwelt very much about that decision. Making a decision. The biggest problem we have on earth today is Catholicism, Anglicanism, Pentecostal, those denominations, they are the biggest problem we have on earth. Let me explain to you why. Recently, there is a 
there is like a picture that came on WhatsApp. And it had about three religious uh, top leaders. Pope and another one and another one. And down it was written on weapons of mass destruction. Why, why? Why? I could understand what the the designer meant there. These are people who have deceived the world by giving it a false hope that you are Christians you are going to heaven. Christianity being called a Christian without a personal decision. That's the greatest lie that has been told on earth. Ruth had to decide. We are going, just a few minutes we are going to, to lock this couple. I'm very, very sure that the father of this girl did not decide for her. She had to make her personal decision that he just had to respect. And even here we are going to ask them questions. They are going to make a covenant to one another and to God. Will you take him to be your lawful wedded husband? Do you choose to honor, to love, respect, sickness and health? Say, yes, I will. No one can answer for her. No, no good mother here. She must answer for herself. Because that problem she will meet with him. No one else will be there. Oh, that probably he will meet with no one else. It is her. So she must decide on her own. She must not say, Me, I didn't want these things, but it's my, my mother who, who persisted, compelled me. My choice would be different. No. Even before I had to call them and ask, you know, are you ready? Do you know well this man? Huh? Do you know him? And do you really love him? Do you mean whatever challenges are you ready to? Say, I love him. Okay. So now, that choice in marriage 
It is tied with the choice of Ruth. Look also at Rebecca. In Genesis. They asked her, the parents asked her, Will you go with this man? He said, I will. All that type, an individual choosing to follow Christ through thick and thin. And now Jesus after his resurrection he calls his disciples. He tells them everything is okay. All power is given me. Sin is defeated. Death is defeated. Go now. Preach the gospel to all. He that be he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. You, not, you don't need to be a lawyer to interpret that verse. It is clear that man has a right of choice to follow Christ or to refuse. And then the consequences follow. No one can believe for him. Because he must be given the right of choice. And now, for them they bring an infant. These weapons of mass destruction. They bring an infant. And they ask this infant. Hmm? Paul. Or Richard. Or Maria. Have you accepted to follow Christ with all your heart. Will you carry his cross daily and follow him? The infant is quiet. Or she's asleep. Or she's crying. And another woman stands behind her. And says, yes. Do denounce Satan. With all his works. The kid is quiet. Another person says, yes. And then they pour some water on the infant. You are now a Christian. If we did that, that someone can believe for another, and we bring an infant here, a girl, and some man here, and say, Masse, this is an infant Masse. Will you take this man? to be your lawful wedded husband. Will you love him? Cherish him? Serve him? In sickness? In health? Riches? Poverty? Will you forsake all and cleave the only unto him? And this infant 
Another woman answers for her. Ono muwalo mtu ato mukazoli omukuru na mwatulida na mudiramu. And after that, you are wedded now. Ha, kati muli bafumbo. Pronounce your husband and wife. But we shall train you. We shall take you into Mujiji. We train you what marriage means. Then we shall confirm you. Then you'll be fully now married. The government would, would burn us. Isn't that right? The government will burn such a religion, such government, a church. I believe that with all my they will burn you. Because it will be very, 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 very wrong. Very foolish. Huh? How do you make a, a, a minor to commit? Committing an intermarriage no relation without her consent because she has not come to that age. And somebody is grieving for her. That in sickness, health, riches, poverty, and it's not her heart, it's not her consent. But now the same government allowing religions which bring infants and make them engage in a very serious commitment someone representing them is the one to agree for them or disagree. Well, the government cannot burn such religions. Government but God has already burned them. They have misled multitudes. And as we preach to these multitudes to get saved, they, they, have a, they have already been immunized against the gospel by being told, you are also Christian. They tell us, we are also Christians. I was baptized. Were you there? Did you witness it? I was told. I was told. That someone who stood for me when I was an infant. How foolish. So foolish. I know when we speak like this, they say we are blaspheming other religions. But we are just calling their their attention to common sense. An infant has no case to answer before God. 
Even an ordinary judge would not convict an, a, a, an infant. What about God? Jesus said, let the children come. Don't hinder them. Don't hinder them. Let them come. For in this state they are in. This is the best state for someone to qualify for heaven. Why are you baptizing them before they decide? If they die before they are baptized, they will go to hell. Who will send them to hell? God. The God that I know. The source of justice. The source of righteousness. And sobriety. Sending an infant to hell. That because she refused to be baptized. When she did not right and wrong. That's deception. Of the highest order. If you happen to be around here. Or out there. Online. Watching this service. Please. I love you. But I want to help you. Wake up. Zukuka. Flee those religions. Duka amadini yako. Like you flee coronavirus. Ngabo duka kawumpuri wa coronavirus. That's how you should flee Catholicism, Anglican, Baptist, those religions. Kote woyino kuduka wukatulichi o wangirikani na amadini wega chu. I hear they are trying to pass laws of if you talk about another religion. Mpuri danti bageza ako kuisa amadeka woyogela kudini endala muru. You will be arrested. Come and arrest me. We are ready to be arrested. Jesus preached openly. He called those religions. Painted tombs. That's what he called them. He said, Want you Pharisees and scribes? You think we fear prison? If we don't fear grave, then what's wrong with them? Putting us in prison. Huh? Who preach this gospel were burnt alive? And you think that we shall we shall fear to be put in prison? Even if it means killing us. There is no gospel which I have ever preached and they have not condemned the false religions. And how people shall know the truth. Live from those religions. 
They are not of God. And God doesn't know them. And after you have, when you have died, you'll wonder when you get there. And Pope will be an Antichrist. You marvel. They shall be surprised. We have to prepare them now. You come and believe Jesus. I was born in those religions. And I loved them so much. So much until I went for those confirmations. But they never changed me. But when I believed on Jesus Christ, from that time there was a difference. And I'm telling everywhere I go, Jesus alone is the way. Is the truth and life. Not Jesus and religion. No, Jesus alone. And we know Jesus by his word. Every true man, you know him by his word. When he says one thing and leaves another, that's, that's a wrong person. But a genuine, honorable man, respectable, he stands by what he says. So God, we know God by his word. And he has made it available for every man. And the Bible is cheap and free. It's affordable. Even you find the poorest having it. And why God allowed it that way? That every man must know his constitution. That on the day of judgment, no one will say, I never knew. Praise God.